Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. Today, I have with me, for the second time, a very special guest, Jay Swift. Jen, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I was really excited that we could actually get you for February, she wrote. <laughs> well, my wife's like, you got to go because you Thank didn't you. get to get her last time. Uh, she's like, <laughs> she was like, yeah, there's been a lot of people, like the weather, you know, and also is affected. So she's like, we're going to get this in today. I'm like, yeah, all right. So she's getting her nails done uh, while we're doing this. So <laughs> I was like, thank you. <laughs> she knows, like, I, I, it's You're going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I had to reschedule, I don't get somebody. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I just feel like, you know, that would have been a re- like, I, you know, I think of like our first one, like there was a lot of really good stuff in there. So, and then I had a couple of yeah. the last couple of weeks I rescheduled and it just so happens the ones that always, you know, end up rescheduling recording something always really good, at least for me, really comes out. So I'm expecting that as well today. Already our conversation before we started recording. Hey, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> well, uh, well, we could always talk about the TikTok stuff we were talking about. So that was uh, already really helpful for me. So uh, we'll start with that first one. Obviously, I'm really excited because yeah. we saw you in the fall, uh, actually, uh, pretty much like the third week in October. So um, what is new in your writing world since the fall and the first episode that we had together? So I think at that point, um, I was leaving, or I, I'd left recently my um, publisher, my indie pub two on the go on Amazon. Um, finally managed to get the third finished of my trilogy. We've trilled it up. Um, and now they're all available on Amazon. <laughs> so I managed to finish a format, an entire book, get it edited, do the cover art, and start working on the audiobook. <laughs> So what you're saying is, yeah, as you say, what you're saying is you, you weren't doing enough, right? Before. <laughs> I wasn't doing enough. To, uh, in in between all of that, I started a new series as well, <laughs> somehow. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Don't know where the time comes from, but there we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, I'm just going to move over a booth. Hopefully my internet's a little bit better. But, um... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a lot better. We good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was in the um, corner, so I was like, I might just move over two feet, and that way it'll be better for everybody. But but yeah, we uh... yeah yeah <laughs> we um but yeah, I, this this new series is coming out a lot quicker than the old series did. Yeah, yeah. Like I've been writing it for about four weeks. Um, oh, we're like awesome. nine chapters in now, <laughs> so we're, wow. we're full steam ahead on that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm hopeful. Um, we're gonna have a I don't know <laughs> Daniel <laughs> I shouldn't laugh but now I'm just <laughs> are you back <laughs> yeah can you hear me <laughs> it uh it just keeps and I'm just like Daniel hello <laughs> I wonder if it's just going to be a freezing day or like if there's something that I can do to get it figured out or oh there we go <laughs> that's okay we're good we're, we're good we're out. fine we're back <laughs> yeah. but you're saying you have your new series so that's really exciting so is that um yeah. so what is that new series going to be is that going to be sci-fi fantasy is that going to be a mix going to be something new uh it's it's very sci-fi Ooh, um, I like that at the same time it's yeah, it's kind of based on uh, tabletop role-playing games. So it's the same element as Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so you've got a party of of of, of a cast. Um, 
and there's the barbarian there's the healer there's the uh the rogue um there's the tank <laughs> and uh and so they've just been transformed from the medieval stereotype into a very science fiction world um they have their own ship that they stole that's cool um <laughs> they they don't know each other they end up going on adventures together um earning coin from jobs or credits from jobs um at the moment where i think we're nine chapters in and my main character <laughs> has already had her arm removed and oh, replaced wow. with a cybernetic enhancement oh that's cool because <laughs> it was it was part of the game that we played and i, yeah. I played this character and, and i got bored um and so while two of the characters went off to do a, a transport job I decided to go to the medical center for some cybernetic enhancements. Um, oh, so my cool. character had her arm removed, replaced with a big robot arm that has these vibro blades, very Wolverine style vibro blades put in oh, there. That's cool. um, I can't remember how I got the credits to do it, but when I thought, when it came <laughs> to writing it in the book, certainly we didn't have any credits. That was the premise of them having to be together. Oh, so yeah. I had to come up with a new way for her to end up with this arm, um, which is both comical and quite sad. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a really good description of the book. Oh, that's it's awesome. comical, but quite sad. Yeah, yeah, That sounds really cool. Well, I'm anxious it's for that. It's a lot of fun to write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll enjoy it. I think you'll like it. I, mean, I, can, I can send you the first few chapters if you want to do me oh, a little yeah, proofreading. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be terrific. Tell me how they're coming along. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be terrific, because I was yeah. like... I we'll sort that out it. after. We'll do that after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's just funny that you say that, because like I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day about that, about, you know, like we were talking about you know, fantasy and sci-fi where we're, he was reading something and I was reading something and we just were laughing so hard, you know, in our respective stories. And um, he's like, so what, why, why is you're so funny? And I'm like, well, it's this thing that's going on in this book with this fantasy character and the crew, you know, and it's just like typical stupid friend stuff, you know, but I felt like the author captured it really well. And, you know, we were just talking about comedy yeah. and fantasy and sci-fi where they're like, we feel like there's not enough of it nowadays. It's all um you know dc yeah very serious and it's like we just want to we just want some stories where it's just like some people hanging out and you know with their friends and you know living their lives so to speak what i'm enjoying the most is that i've put i've given the main character quite the internal monologue um and there's moments where something's happening and she's going like she just accidentally nearly killed a bunch of people don't ask (laughs) (laughs) she leaves this place she gets she gets taken from this place by her friends and in her head, she's like, oh, I should really apologize for this. This is a terrible thing that I've just done. I really need to apologize to these people that I barely know. Um, but the words that come out of her mouth are something along the lines of like, oh, they fucking deserved it, all the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy it because that's what was going through my head when I played. I was like, I should definitely not have done that. Yeah. yeah. And then they'd be looking at me and I'd be like, hey, you're that bastards. <laughs> that's awesome terrible scott i'm so sorry to anybody who watches this who is scottish it's a terrible scottish that's all right i'm only i'm only like 35 percent, so we're okay <laughs> no scots were harmed in the making of this podcast so none whatsoever <laughs> um i just think it's funny because you you know you said that you know like you were playing the game and that's how your character felt during that time so i do think again it yeah. really you know like it is it is fun you know like i've been running a game in my own fantasy world through, through 5e uh, with D&D and it's been a lot of fun like it has helped me write a lot and even like during like I'll have everything planned out and I'm about to do that again tomorrow for our next game but it's like I'll be in the moment I'm like no 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 that's way cooler so I do that and then I've been taking notes yeah. but like it's helped the writing process yeah. so I've always tell people I'm like you should definitely try us uh, yeah, yeah yeah from any perspective I really, find that, um, 
Yeah. Or I DM, I should that, say. Um, we use, you get, you get like really sort of fleshed out characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For a book, like this, this story, I always worried that like my main character is great, but then yeah. all the other characters are just like flat. But I think writing from this perspective of having people who've created their own character with their own backstories and their own motivations, I didn't know what those motivations were. I mean, my friends will yeah. text me to tell me, like, this is what my character was doing at the time. So you have to make oh, sure you cool. get this. I'm like, yeah, huh? yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like it just makes for a really well-rounded characters across the board. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Which I don't think you get often enough in, in big ensemble books with many, many characters. It's very yeah, difficult yeah. to flesh them out so much. Um, and so I really, I love the, the inspiration that comes from having those pre-made people ready to just be dropped into an adventure yeah. um i've been sending it to the crew crew um of the providence my friends and i'm going okay i'm just gonna send you this and it needs because i didn't tell any of them i was doing this oh that's really cool so, I, mean, I got like sort of <laughs> i got like 20 pages and i'm like guys i'm gonna send you something uh you need to read it <laughs> and oh, they did awesome. and they're all very much on board with it uh, it just means that I get an email at least once a day off one of them going, I'm going to need you to send me some more. So you're going to have to do some writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's keeping I, me I on track, awesome. though. It's making me write more. Yeah, yeah. But, well, I think yeah, it's awesome. It's been so much fun writing it. Yeah, yeah. I've always, now I'm really jealous because I've been wanting to do that for a while. Like my buddy and I, like the three of us had, well, we had, we're in this D&D group like before the pandemic, right? And this like fell apart before the pandemic. But like we, um, it was almost like a grim dark campaign um and then our mm. one of our people we were playing with she was like 16 she's like well I want a dm so we're like sure why not thinking whatever you know like we didn't want to we just wanted to play oh my gosh like she came up with the greatest like ideas and I've been trying to contact her because I want to be like hey do you think like you and I could look back over your notes and what we did and I'm like I really want to write a story about it because everything we were doing I was like this is so freaking cool and I had like this skull that was like so interesting and my friend had this thief that was really cool um I think it was like a thief slash ranger whatever that class was but it was cool because like we had like a really good relationship and like we were just like um stealing money from everybody like I would use my charm and then he would steal so we were like just collecting gold and you know just like it was fun stupid stuff you know but yeah we felt like a lot of people could really you know like could get into it but I didn't want to just like start writing her ideas down you know so I was like well it's a lot more cooler with the campaign yeah. that you're in um but yeah I've been trying to contact her because I'm like I want really want to write a story about it because she gave us some great ideas we met this it's, god and goddess and yeah I PO'd both of them and <laughs> you know, it's like there was really good story material you know like yeah I'm like I want to find out I honestly what happens, think but. that yeah I, I'd like the, the 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 world of Dungeons and Dragons and, and tabletop games in general is such an amazing place to find stories yeah because yeah. it's not just one person's brain making this story. Exactly. It is such a collaborative effort. Yeah, yeah. Um, like our DM gives us a world and we just find our own unique way to fuck it up, basically. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I can swear. Can I swear? Oh, no, no, you're too fine. Much? Yeah, you're fine. Um, he's, we're in a campaign at the minute um, and we're all playing these random characters. And he, he likes to... Um, he likes to beg and borrow from things to make a, a really cool world for us to play oh, in. And we're cool. all sci-fi nerds anyway. So he's taken... Um, He's taken Moira from Firescape, the ship. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. The Leviathan ship. Oh, man. Um, and he's given us one of those. So now we live on a Leviathan. We've called her Rose, and, and my character is her pilot. Oh, um, cool. And we, we have, like, this 12-foot rhino-looking guy, and we've got a couple of elves. But I play an Eldar from Warhammer in this oh, world. Oh, that's awesome. Um, 
one of my other friends is a human from the Imperium of Man. And oh, so cool. it's just this, I mean, we ended up accidentally 2000 years in the future and it's a future that is now ruled by the Imperium of Man. And I'm an Eldar going, oh no, <laughs> this is not good for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is not gonna, we have to leave now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just the way that he crafts these things. I mean, I'd love to write a story about the world that we're in now, but there's just, there's too much borrowed. Yeah, there's yeah. there's no way I could change it enough. No, to totally. Be yeah. Something unique. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first campaign we played was was all his brain. Um, mm. With this one's a bit of everything because he knows that's what we like. So yeah, he pulls yeah. things that we can recognize from worlds that we recognize and stories that we get. We had um, an android called Noonie and Sung, which I thought was quite nice. Oh, that's awesome. Because like, little trekkie. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah he gave us cool. one. And I don't think anybody quite realized, but he, he, he 3D prints a lot of the stuff that we play with. Oh, that's and cool. our figurines are like this big. And he 3D printed um, a land shark that was like this big. And we're all laid out on the table, like sat on the table. And, and he puts this giant thing in the middle of the thing. And he's like, this is what you can see. And we were like, oh, he's like, yeah, they, they call it the Kobayashi. And I was like, <laughs> oh, so we go. <laughs> we're yeah. Just, I'm just going to start running. <laughs> I'm not safe for this. That's awesome. I, I see what you did there and I don't yeah, like yeah. it. But yeah, no, it's, um, I, I could talk about tabletop gaming all day. It's really bad. Yeah. So no, 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 no. But like, like, like I always say, you know, if that's the thing, then that's the thing we talk about. But I do think it's oh, interesting yeah. that both. So anybody that's keeping track, that's twice that Jen's mentioned the Kobayashi Maru um, back-to-back podcast. So that's awesome. Is hopefully, it? Yeah, hopefully that's, Hopefully we can get three in a row. <laughs> oh I'm my god! To, I am so obsessed with Star Trek. It's not even funny. It's not well, even funny. I was just thinking the other day, though, like you know, I was like, oh, I really want. You know, I was thinking of this sci-fi idea, and I was like, oh, that'd be really cool. And then I was like, oh no, it's basically just Star Trek, <laughs> you know, and like just with different yeah, characters. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, oh my gosh! And you know, it's like we talked last time, though, you know, about you know, um, you know, things that inspire you, and you know, and you know, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about the other day you know like I, I grew up on Walker Texas Ranger MacGyver um you know like Buffer the Vampire Slayer Angel you know Star Trek Star Wars you know and as I started to make a map of things I was like oh this actually makes a lot of sense for the person I am today like both in writing and outside of writing and yeah you know it's I do, do think I'll, I watched a lot of Star Trek you know <laughs> it was really good yeah I love Star Trek see I love Buffy more than any like Buffy is one of my favorites but Angel I never watched ever until about a, what, four days ago when I oh, started wow. watching Angel for the first time oh that's funny because um, I mentioned that in October yeah, and I mean, you said I'm you were gonna watch episodes it in at the minute yeah well I did that's funny. I did watch it I think we've just got well, I mean I, I am currently Wesley Wyndham Price has just turned up Doyle what happened there yeah <laughs> was not prepared we're like nine episodes into a series i'm not prepared for this yeah, yeah, yeah um the whole thing with buffy coming back i'm watching it going i i didn't know any of this went yeah. on <laughs> okay yeah. um but yeah I, I, I watched i watched one just before i came up here the one that had jeremy renner in it oh and I'm watching yeah. it going, that's jeremy renner <laughs> yeah 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 i totally forgot about of course that. i took a picture and sent it to my marvel group chat and i'm like guys yeah, yeah. Guys, this is Jeremy Runner. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Angel is, I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot, like immensely. I really am. Loving it. After this, I'm going to go and watch some more. Oh, yeah. Well, like but, I tried no, to yeah, explain. Thanks for the uh, recommendation on that. It's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I tried to explain to a couple of people the other day, um, you know, like where 
I'm like, you know, you have like, you have Buffy, you have Angel. And I was trying to explain, you know, like even some of the newer urban fantasy type shows, you know, like sci-fi had a lot of great ones, you know, and now I just feel like there's not as much now, you know, and, and my friend like mentioned a couple, I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, you know, I think it's really time for, you know, like real urban fantasy to take the screen at Netflix, you know, or Showtime or HBO or whatever. Yeah. We're, we're, what happened to True Blood, you know, like True Blood was there, but now it's like, like, what is there really, you know, it's like, we had a lot of great stuff, but now I feel like there's a huge gap, but yeah, at least on, you know, on the big screen, I guess. There's, and, you know, there's room for some really cool shows to come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of people have done a lot of, you know, I'm hoping that's what my friend is like, oh, well, Wheel of Time and this. I said, here's the thing I said about these. I said, people eat up the books because of the shows. I said, whether or not you like the show because you read the books, I said, it doesn't matter. I said, what we ultimately get out of it is that we'll get more shows that are from fantasy and sci-fi books. And I'm hoping urban fantasy, you know, and I'm like, we're going to get something good out of it, whether it's Wheel of Time, if you didn't like it or did. I'm like, I personally thought they did some things well, not so well, whatever. But I'm like, I just think that you know, like it opens the door up for more people. And I've known quite a few people on Twitter, you know, yeah. from the communities from all three communities that, you know, are, you know, in deals and stuff like that. I just see more and more, you know, books are becoming TV series, which I think is what Hollywood, those people should do. You shouldn't put a, you know, a 12 book series into a two hour movie. That's going to be horrible. So no, let's give it a full TV show. Yeah. Look let's at give Angel, it what it deserves. Instance. Yeah. Like Angel yeah. Buffy. I mean, I just think you make a really good point there. That's like, I still will go back. I'm actually about to go back through and watch Angel again. A friend asked to uh, to do like a watch party sort of thing. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. So yeah. I think we're going to wait to do that to the summertime. So yeah. Anytime something traumatic happens in Angel now, I can send you a message and be like, you didn't yeah, want yeah, to hear yeah. about this. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And I, this is oh, your fault. <laughs> I honestly think I... Okay. I think, um, <laughs> I don't want to ruin anything. I for for you the audience. I'm just gonna say with the end. I mean, it's been like twenty years. Yeah. Well, somebody called me out the other day. They were like, "Hey, you shouldn't have blah blah blah." I'm like, "Yeah, it's been twenty years." But um, I I do. So I'm gonna say that that ending for Angel, whether or not you're a fan who loves it or hates it, it made me want to write, and it still does, and it has to have been one of the top three reasons that I wanted to start writing books myself. So I'm just going to leave yeah, you with like that. that. Yeah, I'm just going to leave you with that. Ooh, so. How many seasons are there? How long is it going to take me to get there? Oh my gosh. Um, is it like told, five? I thought there were seven, but... I don't think... Maybe it was six. Now I'm going to look it up. I don't... Because it's been so long. <laughs> I think... We've gotten quite oh, five, yeah, five on Amazon. Not too bad, uh, five. Yeah. There was five seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last... We've got looking yeah, on Amazon recently. I don't know... If 22 episodes so i don't know if you've watched it um but a show based on campaign oh um role the legend and i don't i don't know if you've watched that yet oh the that is the vax mahina that is amazing yeah 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 i it love this episode one i just it saw a guy on twitter and he was like i didn't really like episode one so i just kept watching and i was like did you not like watch the show at all like you know the seasons or anything or like read I, I have both graphic novels which yeah. I thought were terrific I thought the best thing so far was the show I'm actually re-listening to um season one of the campaign so I'm almost done with season one of the campaign um on Spotify but yeah I'm like I'm loving it I'm like right I think I'm like almost done I'm with waiting for them to do campaign two like yeah. campaign two was my favorite critical right? campaign yeah yeah that was so good yeah and that's really so what I think good. it picks Jester. up stride. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although yep. I'm really enjoying Grog in, yeah. in the animated series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, because you always imagine, you, you you know what Grog looks like. You see, yep. like, you see pictures when they're doing it. and But then just to see Grog running around yeah. being Grog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it just gives me a happy feeling. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I love Grog. Yeah, and I really thought that, yeah, like, no, Ashley I'm got them. out more with Pike, too. Like, I felt like, because, you know, Pike left for a yeah. while and then came back. I thought that, like, she's been crushing it personally. She's been one of my favorite characters in oh, yeah. anything for a while. Um, and it's because of the show, because before... They, like, did a dirty, they did a dirty in Marvel. Ashley yeah. Johnson should have had more. No, I totally agree. I <laughs> Queen totally Ashley agree. deserved more. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, she's awesome. Yeah, I'm just no, like... I think- I'm so happy that for her personally that she got her own little, I don't want to spoil it for her, but she's got her own little spotlight now, you know, versus being an add-on, I guess I should say. Um, you know, I know obviously she comes yeah. back later and stuff and does other things, but I just like that part with that, you know, with Pike. Is, I just like that they featured her a lot more and gave her a much better storyline yeah. this time. So I felt like we they finally done her justice. What happens while she's not with the group. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I think just it's, like before it, it got glossed over, so... I'm hoping that it's opening the door for more content to be made from tabletop gaming. Like, nice. I think this is the right time to, to bring out stories based on tabletop yeah. gaming because I think yeah, people yeah. are more open to it now yeah. than they've ever been. And well, it's number one show on really Amazon Prime. For that. Yeah, yeah, it's number one show on Amazon Prime. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it I mean, deserves it. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I just thought that uh, Masters of the Universe, the revelations, that. Yeah. And they, they just put out season two. That was absolutely terrific like it made me want to go back and finish season one of that so I did and now season two started and you know I, I like that type the art's very similar you know and they're very similar mm. in terms of yeah developing story and you know the runtime so I'm really hoping that we get more of those and I'm about to go back to Castlevania season two as well um but yeah I, I've been really enjoying it <laughs> it's been awesome yeah. so no, they're so good they yeah. really sort of appeal to the kid in me that used to watch Saturday morning cartoons yes I think that's exactly what it they're, is. they're designed for our age group yep. because we're the ones who sort of watch those cartoons yeah. with cereal in the morning yeah and now I'm watching them with a the cocktail on a Friday yeah. night yeah. no it's, it's you know it's funny that you say that but it works it's just funny because well, I just blew my mind on that yeah because the art is is very similar to and that's like Masters of the yeah. Universe, too, with Revelations. It's the arts all, even Castlevania yeah. is very similar to that, that era. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> it's designed to appeal to us, to our age group. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, I had a couple of kids ask me and I'm like, I don't know if we should talk about this in school, but I was like, yeah, I love that show. <laughs> I was like, you're not yeah, going to see so me showing good. it to you on, a, so on a Friday fun day. But yeah, I was like, I'm going to definitely be watching it after I go home. <laughs> and my uh, got to school the other day and this kid's like, yeah, did you get caught up? I was like, no. I was like, I fell asleep after working all day and I didn't go home until about midnight uh, from uh, announcing a basketball <laughs> game. But I was like, you, you know, I'll be caught up before we get back to school because now we're on break. But yeah, I was like, I was surprised at how many of the younger kids are like, oh, yeah, then I've been listening to you know, Spotify and campaign one. And I'm like, that's really cool. <laughs> like, I just think that, you know, yeah. those are the kind it's of so things. Cool. That, yeah. I just think a lot of people, whether you, you like it or don't like it, I just think you need to be like, Oh, that's, it's good for the community, you know? And I yeah. think that we need more of that. I think there's too much. Like I was, I just want to bring up Amazon prime for a minute um, yeah. with Lord of the Rings. Right. I, so I, I, I exited this group the other day because they were like, oh, there's this black elf. And I'm like, seriously, seriously. And they're like, oh, Tolkien only said this. this. And I'm like, mm, no, he didn't. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? This guy actually, I just saw a lot of gatekeeping, I guess I should say, or threshold guardian. Yeah. That's my book, you know, and 
I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, this is 2022. And I was like, no offense to Tolkien fans out there, but you know, that time period, I think that you get away with a lot because of the time period, yeah, yeah. you know, and you know, Absolutely. look at women Tolkien too, you was know? a product. Yeah. Tolkien was a product, product of the time that he lived in. Yeah. Yep, yep, and, yep. and I don't think that he could fairly conceive of um, different races other than, I mean, now you've got elves and you've got uh, dwarves and, and humans, but even to him, I, I think that that may be his way of, of combining races and getting races to work together. We don't have races like that in, in, yeah, yeah. in our world. You know what I mean? We have people from different oh, yeah. countries and of different colours. And I think that Tolkien was ahead of his time in that he was using elves and, and dwarves and humans as his own metaphor for race yeah, wars. Yeah. No, totally, totally. And so totally for, people, for people to not want to have a person of colour involved, because that's not what elves are supposed to look like, I think is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Because that takes away from what Tolkien's original sort of... It's the whole idea. Process was. Yeah, it's a concept. I mean, that, my interpretation of it, I don't know Tolkien, I don't know what he was thinking, but, well, but you know like what I mean? He, but like in the books, so like everybody comes to work together and it's like... Yeah. Like, and the other thing is too is like I another guy said the same thing as me and you and he was like well if you actually look at the descriptions he's like he never he said a few of these people were like this but I just said said to the guys that too I said so we're not I you know I'm like I really like the female characters they brought out for the movies I said but you know even the movies from you know from a cultural perspective now it's like like the, the movies were whitewashed like I, I love the movies but you have to I just think you have to admit it now that they were whitewashed for Hollywood at that time and I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with it you know saying yeah. that you know and people that's think what that, Hollywood did at that time and that's what Hollywood did yeah and you look at Gods of Egypt too which could have been an amazing movie and you have all these guys running around these white guys and everybody else is you know the women are people of color but then the, these guys are white and I'm like oh really sorry you know uh what's his name I'm totally gonna blank on the yeah. guy from 300 but uh I was just like yeah this is a weird movie you know and then uh, later on I was like oh I was like this could have been so good but we you know it's it was weird but yeah I just think it's weird that people now like we're past that point and it's like to, this guy literally told me like oh like that's destroying his world building I'm like no no it's not I'm like did you see the trailer I'm like the guy looked awesome he like took the bow and he even yeah. shot it the right way and I was just yeah. like oh man I think my my problem with the trailer I think that there's less character detail in the way that they look. So oh, yeah, yeah. armor is not as detailed. Like you see the elf in his armor and it could just be human armor. Um, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't have the flair that the elven armor oh, yeah. had. And it's those little details for me that kind of make me go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. is it going to be as good? Because I love Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. I do. The detail that Peter Jackson put into to every part of that was yeah. the reason why I didn't really like The Hobbit because it didn't have the same level of care well they see and i, and I worry that yeah i worry that ring of power is not going to have that level of care so that it's not going to yeah. have that that feeling that same feeling of, of of immersion that comes with lord of the rings yeah. that's why I, that's what i worried about well like how many you got to think even like how many blacksmiths they hired for that show you know, you know what i mean like for all three it's like mm. i had saw you know at some point like how many blacksmiths how many fletchings that they did for the arrows like you know all sorts of stuff I mean just the, the time yeah the time and care that they spent for it I think is just like you could tell like it was a baby you know and I just think that it's interesting moving forward that people don't take that type of you know time and care um you know on their own projects yeah. and yeah I totally agree and I think that's the problem is like you know wheel of time too uh for me I was like okay well it wasn't necessarily that they changed certain things for the script it was things like that where I was like you know like a couple of the 
I don't want to say characters, but a couple of the, just a couple of things they did. I was like, oh, like you really didn't understand that character to anybody in the communities. Like, I think everybody could agree on certain things. And there were just a couple of people when they got to the final place. I'm not going to spoil for anybody, but um, yeah, I was just like, yeah, those people were totally different, like completely. Like you had, and it's almost like they were wearing You you lose something, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, all right. Like, you know, and I under, you know, could understand both sides of the argument. I kind of went in with an open mind because I'm like, I just, I don't think anything's going to be as good as the books, (laughs) you know, and very, very few pieces of media you know add to it i think lord of the rings is one of the yeah. few exceptions with the original trilogy i thought it was really fun and that they added cool things but i don't think you get there very often but i think the stand um the stand by stephen king is one oh, for me where the miniseries yeah. that they did in what, the 90s yep. amazing the book yeah, yeah. amazing those I, I have some of the graphic novels somewhere oh that's and a great, it's, yeah. it's such a rich and amazing thing and when they did the uh, the new series of it it, uh, it, I, everyone was nervous for me to watch it because I do get quite emotional with these things and some of the half is called Ken and he's going are, are you sure you can are we, sure, are we definitely doing this and I'm like yeah put it on put it on we're gonna watch it and I think at the end of every episode I was filled with anger mm. I think there was one episode where I don't know if you remember in the miniseries but they had the, the town meeting and they oh, all yeah. stood up and they all sang the American National Anthem. Yeah. Um, and as a British person, I probably shouldn't know the American National Anthem. <laughs> but I watched that movie so many times as a kid oh, yeah. that it is now in my brain. And it was one of the most important scenes for me because it was a scene of people coming together and, and becoming a community for the first time. Yeah. And, then, and then I think it happened at the beginning of one of these episodes in this new series. And it cut out some of the best bits and there was no wholesome feeling to it. We got halfway through the, like the first 10 minutes and I'm in tears and Ken's paused it and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm just so angry. <laughs> but because I'm a sucker for punishment, I had to watch the whole thing because you oh, can't yeah. have an opinion on it without watching the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. So I watched it all. I did not like it. Yeah. I didn't approve. It does not get my seal of approval. Yeah, Don't watch it if you well, haven't already. I think with your... Yeah, you brought up a really good point too. I think, uh, sorry guys, we're on social media right now. It's fine. Um, I think you brought up a really good point though that like, you know, the, the older one is really good and now the newer one, I tried getting through the first episode. I really couldn't. I was just like, eh, this isn't the same thing. And I do think that it's an interesting concept though, you know, that I probably should watch the whole thing because it's better to tell why I did or didn't like something, especially from a writer standpoint. But... Do we have can you hear me now? Oh, oh, I almost got it. So it's little, yeah, yeah, no, I can hear you. Oh, there we go. And they, they would take elements of this story. Um, they took things that, sh- that, that shouldn't have been changed and then they changed them. And in doing so, characters lost important parts of their story yeah, yeah, yeah. and important parts of their identity mm. and I think for me that was one of the worst parts they they, they butchered the relationship between Tom Cullen and Nick Andros to oh, me that was horrible. the most beautiful thing yeah, in yeah. the original series and I cried my eyes out every time them two were on screen together in the original yeah. because it was so moving and it was so perfect you know you had the yeah. guy who couldn't read or write and then the guy who couldn't speak or hear and how they built this amazing friendship and you look, they, they butchered that. They absolutely decimated it in this new one. And so by the time, spoiler alert, uh, Nick Andros sort of picks the bucket and, and 
you, you, you're supposed to be sad because you know that he was Tom Cullen's best friend and now he's yeah. never going to see him again. And it doesn't even mean anything in this new one because they don't really show that much of a friendship. And I thought you had like, what, 10 hours. The, the original was six hours and they got this in. Yeah, you yeah. had like 10 hours to put this in yeah. and you focused on the wrong places. They focused on the wrong characters. It was it was a shambles. <laughs> and I get really passionate about the stand. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I was just talking about it. Because it's one of those stories it. I read as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you want them to... But, yeah, they just... Like, yeah, it's like my friend said, what do you say? He's like, you know, you want someone to... You know, like The Hobbit for me, I'm like, okay, it was definitely still my favorite novel of all time um, up to this date. And I'm just like, it, it was life-changing for me. It's like one of those things where it's like, you know, they just didn't take the time and care, in my opinion, with it. Like you said, you know, like if they had taken the time and care like they did with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, it would have been absolutely amazing. And even if it was three movies, yeah. like I didn't care about that. It's just, Although I did really like the part at the end, where I did think the one thing I love about it that I was surprised was that, you know, when like Bilbo gets back home and then they want to see his contract to prove it, he's him. And uh, that part always gets me. <laughs> My wife's always like, you're such a baby. Like, where uh, they're like, who's this Thor in Oakenshield? And then he turns, he's like, he was my friend. <laughs> and like, it's not a very, you know, whatever line. It's not very flashy, but it was just so plain and true. And I felt like that yeah. was one of the good things that they captured about the book. It was, it was one of my only favorite things that said they captured about the book in all three movies. Yeah. But besides Gandalf and Bilbo, I thought they did a good job with them. Um, like their relationship yeah. but you know I do think that you make a good point that you know as a writer you can take those things even that you don't like right I personally again like Angel I didn't like the ending so to this day I'm like I don't like trying to figure out a way to say this without giving things away I I write my books and stories a certain way because of how I felt at the end of that and you know life is yeah. not always perfect but I not saying that every ending has to be happy, but I want readers and myself to feel satisfied um, with the ending. And yes. I think too, with the story yeah. and the relationships in particular, like you said, like relationships for me have to be satisfying. I read this whole trilogy with these amazing relationships, get all the way to the end. And then this, this won't spoil anything. So I won't say what the trilogy was, but like, it was this one fantasy series. And this, I'm like, it was so good. And the characters go away then that to the end and then it's like this one character gets like mind controlled and then there's no books after that <laughs> by this sword and i'm like like you could have just ended it well, you what know? happens next <laughs> yeah and then you could have just done that in the next book i'm like this yeah. would have made it you know because then you probably would have gotten another book and i'm like yeah and it was from a i'm not going to mention names but it's from a bigger name company back you know in the in the 90s yeah. early 2000s and I'm like what are you doing so I, I think that Angel you know are two of the reasons that I write the endings that I write and the way that I write so I do think you make a really good point that if you don't like the relationships that they did in the second stand like I think it's a really good way right for you to as an author internalize that and say I'm going to do that differently and I do think that it's yeah. you know like if you don't like the way that they did to focus critical on role. things yeah exactly yeah yeah you know, if you know that one of your characters is going to have to meet a grisly end, you're going to want to make it really hurt for yeah. all the rest of your characters and the reader. It sounds awful to say it, but I want it to hurt if someone's going oh, to sure. die. Yeah. And so well, otherwise, I want why them do it? to have a good relationship. I want yeah. to explore the relationship between characters so that when they are taken away, because, you know, we lost people when we played our campaign and you've got this character that you've played with for so long and then suddenly they get taken away. 
And it doesn't matter if you're halfway through like a, an, an overarching story that they're right in the middle of and then the most important thing and then they just get taken and yeah. they're gone. And you have to rebuild like through grief. And yeah. that is a really important thing in books. And I think if you yeah. don't have those relationships down pat, then it's not going to come across that way. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to have the impact that you want. I just, I have such a good example of that. Like we were playing a game and we just started playing Pathfinder and we just started the campaign and one of my friend's characters, which we didn't know at the time was an undead. And he always wanted these quirky characters. Well, I was a paladin. So I uh, went to heal him. And when he was unconscious and then he woke up and because I healed him, it killed him. Well, we were just like shocked because it was right at the beginning of the campaign. And we were just like, what just happened? He goes, we just yeah. killed my character. And I'm like, what do you mean you just killed your character? We had no idea. So then the DM like tells us like, oh, he was an undead. Well, we were like, we just found it silly because, you know, like I said, well, I wish that you had done something so that that didn't happen. He's like, well, what would you want me to do? I go, I don't know. You're the storyteller. Like do something so that, you know, I feel that yeah. I sense a presence or something. Cause I, it's the same thing though, right? It's like, it happened so early that it didn't affect us. You know, it was like, yeah. I felt like it was a wasted moment personally. Yeah. So I just felt like if it had happened later on, you know, like when we had banded together or whatever, like it would have crushed, like it was, it's kind of a funny thing that happened to our group, but I think it would have crushed us. And I yeah. think it really would have been a bonding moment once he came up with his secondary character. Um, but yeah, I, I totally feel that. That's how I feel. I'm like, oh, that was like a wasted opportunity. Cause I'm like, he just, I just, we just, he just died for no reason. And then like, it just yeah. it was, we were all just looking at each other, like what just happened? And then we're like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> so I got a second character right yeah. here. And we're like, and we moved on. And I was like, that was, I think back to it now. And I'm like, that was such a wasted moment. <laughs> so I, yeah, that I think could have been, that could have been something. Right. Yeah. And I just think like that could have been a defining, you know, game memory for all time. And now yeah. it's just like a funny meme or blurb that we have, but yeah, I think it's a, a good point. You know, if you're going to, whatever you're going to do something draft, you know, drastic like that, make sure you're defining the moment. I think is a good way to put it. Um, that's how my friend always puts it yeah. in the moment, but yeah, that's a great, great, great point. But isn't it horrible when they do that to a character you love? You're just like, just a wasted moment like that. You're just like, okay, you just did that yeah. for no reason. <laughs> yeah, that really drives me insane. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry guys, we got on a tangent there, but, uh, I got a lot out of it. So I hope you did. It's a lot of writing stuff crammed in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> social media, social media, I, I just include like, you know, movies and stuff in the social media, but I do feel like social media has just been like on my mind lately. Like there's just, like you said, there's just mm. so many like box mocking, you know, I'm just like, it amazes me. But at the same time, it's like, you have these people that love this thing that they do clearly and create a whole community of people about, you know, around it. And it's like, it just I just think it goes to show you that if you have the right people doing it who care about something you know like I was talking to somebody recently and they're like oh are you gonna get this new job and I said well I really hope so I said because I you know at school I'm like I really care about the kids I said I hope so I'm like I feel like I'll be the better person that does it because somebody else comes outside of the school doesn't know them you know or whatever I'm like I'll fight tooth and nail for them I'm like I just think it's the same thing is that you know they were like oh no we want it to be this way like this the art has to be this way yeah you know these characters have to be this way and I just think it really goes to show you that it can be done right you know like all these excuses yeah. that people give it's like that's just what they are as excuses so yeah I mean, Angel didn't really have that big of a budget as far as I knew you know for the WB compared to Smallville like Smallville had something crazy like like you know with all those special effects yeah. like 
it was simple, you know, like, um, I'm totally blanking on the character, but um, he comes up later, um, the like demon who's green skinned. Um, like, I just loved him. And, you know, he's a very low budget character, but he's somebody for me that I'm always like, for secondary characters, at least, like thinking like, oh, that, yeah, I remember him, like he was really cool. But I, just, I think yeah. like, Charm too, you know, is another one where it's like, it wasn't super, yeah. super big budget, but- it Charmed was, was amazing. Yeah. Because it's the story because you, you really, really fall in love with these people and you care about what happens to them. Yeah, yeah. And you can have a really low budget as long as you've got characters that people care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a really important writing lesson for people to learn. But, um, so speaking of writing advice, so what is one piece of writing advice that you would give your younger self? Um, don't stop doing it when you get bored. <laughs> It's such great advice. <laughs> when it starts to feel difficult, you have to just keep doing it. Because <laughs> this is the thing. When I it took me oh what a full year to write my first draft, and then it yeah. took me another year to edit that first draft because I would write on my lunches at work, and then I'd reach a point where I was like, I could probably just stop for a day, and then it'd take me like three months to start doing it again. Yep. Yep. And so my advice would be write every single day, even if you just write trash, just write yeah. something, stay in the habit. Yeah. Don't stop when you're bored of typing. <laughs> it's still a habit that I do now. I still do yeah. now. I did it yesterday. I was writing. I reached a point where I was like, never mind, that's a good stopping point. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'd I think I'd done maybe like 1500 words. And I was like, yeah, good stopping point. Go and reward yourself with a bit of television. <laughs> No, no, do another 1500. It only took you an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the other Honestly, day. Like, I'm terrible for it. No, yeah. Well, like, I got we we've on a vacation. I'm like, I just, like, the other day, I wrote down like 60 words. And I was like, then I fell asleep after all of our stuff. And I was like, you know what? That's totally fine. I'm like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, you did something. That's all that matters. You did, you did something. Yeah, yeah. That's well, then it's funny because then yesterday I did more. And then today I'm like really ready to go say this newer idea. And I'm like, well, if I hadn't written two days ago, like, there wouldn't be anything to do today. You know? Yeah. Not as much, but yeah, 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 it's totally true. I think that's great advice. I wish I had, wish I had a time machine. <laughs> I just want someone just to stand over me and yell at me. It's one of the reasons why I've been sending it to my friends, like, and I'm sending it literally as I write it. So I'll sit down, I'll do it for an hour, and they're all getting my first draft, spelling mistakes and all. And so I'll write, for, you know, for about an hour, and then I'll send it to them all in an email. And so that the next day I get emails off and going, yeah, we need more. Can you write us some more? Can you just just put some more it's not it's in your brain you have stop to do sleeping this. stop sleeping and uh, well I went around to my friend's house and she's like we bring your laptop and I said yeah of course I will and I took my laptop over to her house and uh and she was we were talking about the book and, and she'd read the updated parts and she went so if you got your laptop you could write some now and then send it me <laughs> I'm going <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> give me a minute yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Need some more, a couple yeah. more chapters, honestly. But it, it does help having people that are going. We want to read it. We want to see yeah. it. So it encourages you to keep going. And it's the reason why my TikTok did as well as it did for so long. Because I had like maybe three, four hundred people per part that would comment on it, going, "Remind me for the next bit. I want to see the next bit. What happens next? Oh my god, what's going on?" And it, it just encourages you to 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 give back to that. It's like instant gratification for me because I live off praise, <laughs> and I like people to tell me that they like the things that I do. Yeah. So, and I've got all these people saying it's really wonderful, how great it is, and how amazing it is. And, and I'm like, if I do another one today, 
then they'll say all those nice things again. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, like a it's marathon like where you have everybody on the side. You know, everybody's yeah, like cheering yeah. you on. Like, yeah. yeah, that's what that's what I need to keep writing. I, I yeah. literally need people to be like, that was amazing. Do more. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, I did talk to um I talked to somebody about this like last year where they were like like they were heading somebody's, you know, like like Facebook group or something, like like page or whatever. And that's what they would do. Like they would literally um, like basically collect everybody like at the end, I think it was like every two weeks, end of every two weeks. And they would literally just like send messages or whatever, or beams to the author to keep going. Cause they were like trying yeah. to be encouraging. Cause they had that type of idea, you know, he got yeah. on and he's like, this was really helpful. He was like, you know, and he's like, I really want a group to, you know, so I do think, it, yeah. I do think it is helpful. I think me right now, it's like, I'm on a lonely Island by myself and nobody really cares except for my best friends. So it's like, he'll, he'll ask me all the time, but yeah. I got students in school That's... that ask me, but it's, it's, I mean, it's totally different than people constantly be like, Hey, this is great. Like we want the next yeah. piece. So I think that's a great That's how thing. I felt writing my first trilogy because yeah. nobody wanted to read it until it was finished yeah, yeah so they'd read the first like they'd only read the first book when it was when it was ready they'd only read yeah, the yeah. second book when it was ready so I'd get like halfway through writing a book and I'm going I don't know if I'm even taking this in the right direction I don't know if people are going to agree with this yeah, I don't yeah. know if this is going to be really badly received yeah. and I need to ask someone but then I'll turn on to my other half even you won't read it I'll turn on to my other half and I'm like will you, will you read what I've got so far and tell me if it's like going in the right way and he's like no I wouldn't read it when it's done <laughs> I'm like damn it <laughs> nobody would read it yeah which is why I think this is going better because I've got the constant information feedback going on so I yeah. I mean it's their characters so they're they're the ones that know invested and they're like oh I, I don't think I would say it quite like that and I'm like well how would you say it You're, you, you made the character like yeah, what would yeah. you say this Same is a situation like how are you reacting to this yeah yeah yeah, to be fair, it's going quite well. I don't get a lot of feedback in terms of I wouldn't do that. They're just like, no, yeah, we definitely have done that. Yeah. Like this person punches this guy. Yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> I definitely think you make a really good point though that that could be a really good use of the TikTok community, you know, is like getting that type of instant feedback. Cause uh, I was just listening to like Michael R. Fletcher yeah. was talking again a couple of their episodes ago on Wizards, Words and Words, and he was saying that, you know, like it would be, he said the same thing you did. Like, he goes like, I'll get done with the whole book. He goes, then the beta readers really, most of them want the whole book. He's like, I want to know before I make those mistakes. So I do think that that could be a, yeah. a good one to do, so. Yeah, I killed someone in one of my books and I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I should have done that. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, and that I did send to my friend. My friend did read that and she's like, no, it's I, I don't like it, but it's 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 fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the right thing. <laughs> I still don't like it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Oh, that's great advice. I'm gonna have to think about that one a little bit more myself. Um I kind of want to skip to the social media, really. Um, well, what about this one, number four? Uh, so what is your process of editing between drafts? So you talked a little bit about, you know, like, how, so let's let's put it in a TikTok. Like, how often, so you're sending a new chapter every day then? Or a new point of view every day? Yeah, like, my how friend. are you doing that? Well, it's kind of going 1,500 words at a time. Oh, okay. Um, I have actually, I was thinking about doing it on Wattpad, Um but again, I have I have two different because I have to keep things separate in, in my mind because 
I have I have a Wattpad that I use a lot for um for the Marvel stuff that I do, um, which is slightly more, I, I guess, adult than what I would normally write. Um, and I'm I'm disinclined to add this to Wattpad to the same Wattpad because as soon as I share the link, um, it's going to link everyone back to that other stuff that I wrote that I don't want people to read yeah, yeah, yeah. if they know me. Um, so I've had to start a new Wattpad and I'm tempted to put it up chapter by chapter on there. But at the moment, I'm, I just thought if I sit down, I write about 1,500 to 2,000 words um, in a session. And then I just, I, I literally just go out, save, email, send. They get, they, the first draft is riddled with spelling mistakes and grammar mistakes and it's absolute trash. Um, <laughs> But I, I want them to get the gist of the story. That's like what they're doing at the minute is just sort of checking the story. Um, I never edit um, as I'm writing the first draft. Like I just leave it, no matter how bad it is. I did it actually, I, I tell a lie because I did a little bit today before we came on here because I was having a look at it. And I thought, I'll just I'll just read through the last sort of bit to remind me where I was up to. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's nah, spelling mistake. Oh, that's the wrong word. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Oh, maybe I should put that like this though. And that's why I don't edit because I'll never get anything done if I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I write the whole thing. Once the entire book's complete, I literally just go back to chapter one and I just, and I, and I just sit and I read it out loud like an idiot to myself um, because I catch mistakes better when I'm reading them out loud. Yeah, if yeah. I read it in my brain, my brain just skips over those bad words. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's the first draft is going through and fixing all my grammar and spelling mistakes, <laughs> of which there are many. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And then the second work through is checking sentence structure um, and repetitive words and, and just that sort of malarkey where you write the word path eight times in one sentence and you go, that's not right. Um, so, yeah, it's going through like and just person. sort of, yeah, that's not how people talk. Um, so just like, like really sort of tightening everything up um, and trying to get it to a point where I'm sort of, I can read it and it sounds good. Yeah. Um, I use the, because um, I use Microsoft Word for writing. I'm so, I'm, I, I can't, I try and dabble for like a day. <laughs> it is the best. It's just, it literally is. And now yeah. they've got the, the text to audio thing on there. So oh, yeah. it, it sounds so robotic. Yeah, but yeah. I sit in this little chair here and and I, and I hit play and, and I just sit and I just listen to it. And I just sort of go, if I, if I forget that I'm listening to a robot voice reading out very monotonously what I've written and I start getting into the story, that's when I know it sounds good. And then every now and again, they'll say something and it'll just sound weird. So then I have to pause it and then go back in. Actually, that needs to sound like that. Yeah. And then do it again. And once we get to the end of that, that's my three edits. And then I send it to an actual editor to just change everything that I've done. Yeah. Um, but I have an editor that I worked with for my first two books. I, I, I worked with someone different for my third. Um, but I'm going to go back to my first editor, I think, because he's just incredible at what he does. Um, and so once I finish with this one, he'll get it. He'll do what he needs to do with it. And then and then I just have to format it. And that's really the whole process. It's just many read-throughs until you get bored of your own story and never want yeah. to see it again. It's funny uh, how everybody says that. Like once you get so sick of it, like Rob J. Hayes was like, Yep, I'm really tired of this. So it probably means it's done. I was like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can't face listening to it or yeah, reading yeah, yeah. it again. So I'm done. <laughs> <It's> awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. funny because you said that because I just know so many people that say that. I'm like, 
like that just has to be the thing I guess lately like, <laughs> it is like, it's so crazy I can't read my okay. first book like yeah, yeah. I, I love it but I can't read it because it's horrendous like although the worst part is every now and again I do have a little look at it like if I'm at my friend's house and they'll get it out and I'll be like having a little look and I'll like read them a, a couple of paragraphs in a funny voice as I'm reading it the thought that comes into my brain is like did I write this this is actually pretty good this did I do this I don't remember writing yeah. maybe my editor did it <laughs> so I just put it down to him I'm like it must have been my editor that, that changed yeah. that things like, I don't even know these words I've never <laughs> well, I don't know what that word means that wasn't yeah. me <laughs> That's awesome. It probably does feel I don't know if anybody else does it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, just if I read back the things that I've done and and I read them go like with fresh eyes and I'm like, I don't remember being that capable of writer. (laughs) I'm not sure I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it turns out I did. And I'm (laughs) always quite impressed with past past me. Yeah, yeah. And then and then I sit writing and I'm like, no, maybe I'm not that good. (laughs) I'm writing it again now and it doesn't look great. Well, speaking of Stephen King, uh, I listened to a oh, podcast yeah. where somebody was talking to, saw like him on Twitter or something, and he was like talking about whatever his newest book was that he wrote uh, recently, and he was like, yep, felt like uh, day one all over again, and I was like, well, if Stephen King can feel like day one after however many he's written, I was like, I guess it's okay for everybody else to feel the same way, <laughs> yeah. and make the same mistake over sitting with imposter syndrome every yep. time I write. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what he said. He's like, oh, I just feel like I have imposter syndrome. And she was like, wait a minute. Like, so yeah, I was like, that is, I was glad that she shared the anecdote because I was like, oh, that actually made me feel a whole lot better. <laughs> no yeah. different than yeah, the, it does, know. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's, uh, you know, misery's in great company, there's I guess you could say. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we got uh, time for one more. So I'm really just anxious to hear, um, just really in terms of like, you know, like you're, we talked a little bit before we started. Um, you know, just in terms of like your TikTok and like how you, you know, you've grown your following there. And if you don't mind sharing with, you know, the audience, um, you know, what you've been doing yeah. for the POV, that just sounds really, really cool. So, so yeah, no, the POV community, uh, it's a massive thing on TikTok because BookTok doesn't work for me um, yeah, yeah. because there's only so many times I can sort of flick through the pages of my three solitary little books. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I don't have a really good head for marketing or advertising or anything like that. So I thought, um, I, I'm aware that this world exists and I'm aware that you can build a following very fast if you're good at it. Um, so I, I delved into the world of Marvel POVs, um, which grew my follower count sort of exponentially. I think it was, I started it January 21. And, uh, and here we are a year later and 50,000 followers later. Um, I think I have like eight stories on there. And all you do is you edit together clips of the Marvel characters um, having conversations with the main character, which is, uh, it's always put as YN. So it means your name. So as you're watching this, I mean, it's it's definitely a thing for people who are um, sort of attracted to the Marvel men, because the whole premise of these stories is it's a romance between you, the reader, and the, the, the Marvel guys. And it's, I think it's a premise that's been going on for many, many years on things like Wattpad and, and the other sort of fan fiction sites. Oh. But it's, it's made its way into TikTok. And it's such an incredible thing. Um, you get the joy of, of music choices. So you basically, you're creating a whole story and you're showing people that you can, you can write a whole new narrative 
narrative. You can invent whole new storylines for these Marvel characters. They're doing things that never happened in the movies. Yeah. It's this whole new world that you're building for people to enjoy. And when they get to the end of a story and they're satisfied with how it's come together and how it's ended, you can sort of say to them, look, look, I, I can, I can write. I know you don't know who I am, but you've just really enjoyed something that I've written. So yeah, here's yeah. my book. Like, go and get that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just a very, very different way to build a following and, and to sort of show people what you're capable of. Because as, as an unknown writer, it's very difficult to get people to part with their money. Yeah. when you've written something because they don't know if it's going to be any good yeah. they don't know if you write the way that they like or if you if your imagination runs in line with theirs um I think finding favorite authors is very difficult because you don't know if you're going to enjoy something until it's too late and you've bought it yeah, yeah. um so I think by by showing people what you're capable of and how you can craft a world and a story you you're basically advertising for free um but you're also it's not they're not watching an advert you know yeah. you're, not, you're not sort of going buy my book it's amazing I promise you you've given them something you've sort of gone here's a lot of my time yeah you know, I think like I said they're, they're about a minute long my first story was 108 parts it's almost the length of a film yeah. that I slowly edited and built together and and I think there's like eight stories on there now so if people come onto my account they'll spend about seven hours on there going through all of my content oh that's cool and at that point, they're the people that are going to say, yes, I want to buy your book because I trust you. Yeah. Um, and, and it's building a relationship with, with a fan base, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, having said that, anytime I make a video with my face in it, they're always mm -hmm. like, ah, who's she? <laughs> She's not from Marvel. I decided this uh, to try this amazing new tactic of editing myself into Marvel movies. Um, like just blue screening myself. That's in a cool idea. I was bored. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's a scene in, uh, in I'm going to say Endgame, no, it's in Infinity War, sorry, um, at the beginning, where Tony Stark and Doctor Strange are kind of meeting for the first time, and Doctor Strange is like, I'm protecting your reality, douchebag, and then it just cuts to me, like, between them going, oh, drama. That's awesome. <laughs> I love stuff like that, I'm such a sucker for it. Um, I think there, there was a one where Loki calls someone a mewling quim, and I'm like, did you just call me a whiny vagina? <laughs> <laughs> people don't enjoy those as much as the stories but I enjoy them they're ridiculous yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I have a very chaotic brain and sometimes I just need to get things out of them <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah um the Marvel TikTok world if the POV community exists for anything that you can think of so there's supernatural yeah. POVs there's witcher POVs um there's a lot of vampire diaries POVs so any sort of fandom that you're a part of there's a world that you can enter and you can show people what you can do. You can showcase your talent um, in quite a unique way, I think. Um, whilst I'll never make it onto Book Talk doing it, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I, I enjoy the little community that I've built. There's no negativity in there. Everyone's just super nice to everyone else. The comment section on my videos is a really lovely place to be on the internet because it's just full of support and kindness, which is kind of all I want in my life. It's like, I don't yeah, want any yeah. drama. Just bring the happiness. Tell me I'm wonderful. And, and that's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, TikTok has taken over my life a little bit. Well, I think it's great because everybody, uh, this is like a final thing here. Like, I just think it's funny because I was listening to so many people the last couple of weeks on their podcasts and people think, oh, like, you know, 
there's, there's nothing creative that I can do. You know, everybody's already done everything. So I just think that, you know, you have now presented something that people could do. And I think it'd be really fun. You know, like I would love, I think now I'm going to try and do some Star Wars ones, you know, or Lord of the Rings ones, because that's what I like. And, you know, I'm definitely going to check out yours. Oh, Lord of the Rings one's creative. a big one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lord of the Rings POVs are vastly popular. Yeah. Um, but you do usually end up having to fall in love with Thranduil, which I don't mind. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, they are. Um, the fan base is primarily sort of young females between the ages of like 15 and 18, mm. um, with the occasional middle aged woman like me <laughs> who just like, enjoys them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, they're, they're, they're a fun new way to show people what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it work. It works for me a little bit. Yeah. Doesn't it, it's not phenomenal, you know. I've got way more followers than I have viewers. But um, the problem we've got right now is with the change in in sort of TikTok's algorithms. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that they basically said is that if you are using recognizable footage from something else, that's not going to get pushed onto the for you page. Yeah, yeah. Which means that the the people that will see my POVs now are the people that already follow me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of, it's, it's, it's disappointing that it's gone that way because it, the, the page is where I primarily get all my views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what TikTok's basically doing is, is killing the POV community a little yep. bit. We haven't found anywhere else to go yet. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I think that's true with um, once, like, you know. once the next platform comes up, we'll join that. But um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the POV community is the best world to get into at the minute just because of what they're doing. Well, I'd like to think it's Yeah, yeah. But I just think it's fun. It's it's interesting though to see that you found something creative and fun to do to grow an audience on a platform. And you know, I just think it's a great example that goes to show people like there are fun and creative things you can do, you know, and it's like I just think that, you know, you need to think, uh, you know, like what you were saying, like what your interests are and you know what you you use something that you were interested in and something that you had skills in you know, to also showcase your yeah. skills. So I think that that's like super, super important to do. And, you know, and I mean, some of us do podcasts and some of us, you know, do, you know, POVs and it's like, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's interesting to see, you know, what different people can do and, you know, to grow their platform. And again, I think it's like, we talked beforehand. I just think it's important for, you know, indie authors in particular to, you know, learn how to grow their platform and really go with what you're good at and what you're interested in. And, yeah. That's what you do when you're writing books. So why wouldn't you do it for advertising? You know, and it doesn't always yeah, have to be exactly. super, super crazy. Like you're just doing it's, it on TikTok, yeah. a free app, you know, so. It's all I know how to do. I don't yeah. know how to advertise, but I know how to write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll write stories on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It's, That's it's fair. fortunate I have an encyclopedic knowledge of Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> there you because go. the thing, you sit there and you're like, I need a clip of Steve Rogers looking sad. <laughs> oh, I know. Captain America Civil War. Yep. Yeah. When he finds out about Peggy and he gets that message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Encyclopedic knowledge. Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on again, Jen. It's always awesome to talk to you. I feel Thanks like I'm going to have to go me. back. And every time I've been editing now with people, uh, I've been um, taking notes myself. So I'm definitely, especially when we were talking about social media, I have to go back over it because you had me thinking about quite a few things now that I was not thinking about before. Um, and TikTok too, I'm going to be playing I'll send you the stuff, link so. to my... Uh, yeah, it would be terrific, actually. I'll send you the link awesome. to my, my low-key lovers, uh, <laughs> my TikTok account. You can check yeah, that'd out. be awesome. Got, remind me too, we'll put those in for the description too. That way people could go and you know check out your POVs and stuff like that. And 
you know, yeah, kind, of, yeah, yeah. kind of see what's going on. Everyone's there. welcome in my little POV community. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, thank you again for coming on, you know, for your second time for February Throat. I'm really excited to get all three books now in paperback. I've been waiting for book three to come oh, out. So them? yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're on YouTube, Jen's showing her Woo! books now. If you are on Spotify or, you know, rssfeed.com, click in the description to find Jen's books. Okay. I'm looking at them right now. That first one in particular is one of my favorite covers of all time. Um, definitely top five. Uh, so you guys are going to have to go and check them out and uh, make sure you buy them today. Uh, <laughs> I actually am going on Monday after work to uh, our indie bookstore. Um, I love going to the indie bookstore and buying indie published books. It's just a, you know, a nice little twofer, um, you know, to help everybody yeah. out. So yeah, it's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jen. I hope that, you know, we can have you on, you know, maybe like later in the summer or something like that, or in the fall and kind of do your, uh, maybe if we don't get anything before then we can at least do your, your anniversary on here episode. And, you know, I'm really excited to hear about, uh, you know, your new series. So that's really, really yes. exciting. So <laughs> I am going to send you what I've got so far. Oh yeah. That'd be you terrific to too. Ignore the spelling mistake. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. I love the in process stuff. Like it's just, it's really interesting to me. I'm not an editor, yeah. but I love seeing where people are and then reading later on the actual product and seeing where it gets to. It's kind of like seeing a, you know, like a behind yeah. the scenes kind of thing, but yeah, that'd be really cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. No Jen. I hope you have a great evening and I will talk to you later, my friend. Thank you. See you later. All right. See you later. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Bye.